Welcome to the Relationship as Medicine podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Lee. Outdoor adventure enthusiast, dog mom to Luna, world traveler, longtime meditator, espresso lover, and a trained somatic psychotherapist, trauma specialist, and certified coach. Talking about trauma doesn't have to be so daunting. From a connected place, we can navigate anything together. Looking forward to exploring with you today. Here we go. So happy to get to be here with you today. I wanted to break down nine things, nine new perspectives, nine ways to be with trauma, to be more trauma-informed, so that you can feel more at ease in yourself, at home, in your body, regulated in your nervous system, in the presence of folks who carry trauma. And uh, the goal here is to create a whole new paradigm in the healing and wellness and growth industries where relationship really comes first because we know that healing can happen and has the most ability and possibility of happening when relationships feel safe, nurturing, and caring. So we can really bring these nine simple things into practice to support the people in our lives and ourselves to really be able to thrive, to grow, and to heal. So number one is that if you are human, you have experienced trauma. Nobody gets through this life without experiencing trauma, whether it's emotional, whether it's physical, whether it's many experiences of trauma or just one. We have all just been through a pandemic. We've all experienced collective trauma. So just having that orientation that we've all been impacted by it and that our own nervous systems have carry trauma and uh, need support, need regulation, need resourcing in order for us to feel centered, grounded, present, connected, thinking really clearly. Same with those that come to our care. So we can just hold in our awareness that the more we're warm and responsive towards the trauma that we carry, we can then be more warm and responsive towards the trauma that others carry. I don't know about you, but I have sure spent a lot of time in reactivity and uh, judgment even when folks are experiencing a trauma response and I'm witnessing it or somehow involved in the dynamic. And it can really cause me to shut down if I'm not mindful or pull away or want to blame. And so when I can find that warm and caring place, it creates a lot of space when I can remember, oh, we all experience trauma. We all have trauma responses. That gives a little bit more space for the relationship to stay intact and for us to slow down. The second one is that trauma shows up in many forms. We can't say it looks like X, Y, and Z always. We all have different nervous systems and different types of nervous system responses. And so sometimes it looks like someone that is very, very, very high functioning. Sometimes it looks like someone that's very low functioning or anywhere in between. It can seem like someone who's 
we perceive as being very put together. It might be someone who um, needs some extra care around um, how they're taking care of their physical needs, their emotional needs. It could look like numbing out. It could be addiction. It could be people-pleasing. There are so many ways that trauma shows up. It could be in big overwhelm and um, just emotional activation. It could be in silent and quiet. So we just can't pigeonhole people. And so again, that brings us back to number one, where we just know everyone is carrying trauma. And so we hold that in our heart and create a lot of space for however people are coping. Number three is that there is nothing here to fix. So no matter what we're experiencing in terms of survival responses, stress responses, coping, no matter what other people are experiencing, it isn't our job to go in and fix it. Nobody is broken and everybody is still whole despite what they've experienced and despite the reactivity, activation, trigger that shows up when trauma is present. So when we don't jump to fix or figure out or give advice, when we take this point of view of, yeah, there's nothing here to fix. There's something about this that makes sense. Even if it seems different than what you had expected or ways you think people should be interacting, behaving, uh, living their lives, how they should be feeling, uh, there is nothing here to fix. There's always something that's right. There's always a mechanism in us that's trying to take care of us. And some of our coping behaviors, even if they don't seem so functional, they are trying to keep us safe. They're trying to keep us connected, help us belong, help us be able to function in the day to day. So we don't need to get in there and try to change people. We simply get to be present with them, which is number four. (laughs) So when we can lean into presence, taking a few breaths, which is number five, (laughs) really slow down, get curious, instead of follow that impulse to be quick to fix, to quick to make it different, quick to jump out of discomfort. When we can stay present, we can feel our warm hearts, we can feel our sense of care, natural curiosity might arise. We can then, again, be curious about what makes sense about this reaction that might be happening. What makes sense about this thing that this person is sharing with me that I might be surprised by. So presence takes us out of actually what can be quite violent, the fixing, making somebody wrong, telling them that they need to change, feeling towards them that they might be broken. It is, um, we can when we can sit in our presence, we can actually just receive them. There's nothing we have to do. When we have an agenda, like trying to fix them, that's what can feel violent, you know? So really opening in our present moment experience to our sensations, to anything in our system that feels supported, resourced, that might be feeling our feet on the floor, our seat on the chair, maybe feeling our breath in our bodies. (sighs) You might even look around, 
looking around the space where you're in in the present moment brings you into the present moment. (laughs) So noticing colors, shapes, textures, anything that feels soothing to look at. You might even notice, notice smells or tastes. This can all bring you right here into the present moment. I often put a hand to my heart or hand to my belly, which reminds me to be right here and right now. And that gives me the ability to sit back and remember, I just have to receive this person. There's nothing I have to do here. I can be with them. I can be with this experience. I am supported in my present moment experience. And so there is truly nothing here to change. So number five is pause and take three breaths, which will keep supporting that presence and curiosity. Any At any time, you can pause and take three breaths. I do it all of the time. I even ask people to do that with me. Recently, I had a friend call who was in a panic, who was really, really hurting and was speaking a million miles an hour. And I noticed I couldn't stay present because they were going so fast. And so I asked if they would be willing to pause and take three breaths so that I could stay present with them. I let them know I wanted to be there with them, but I needed them to slow down. This will actually help them regulate too when they know we want to hang out with them in this, but also slower would feel more nourishing. (laughs) So take many pauses, many three breaths over and over again. I can say from a lot of experience that others really appreciate it when I'm willing to be courageous enough to take that pause and to have them do that too. Number six is relationship is medicine. No surprise there if you know me. (laughs) So again, it is so rare to give the gift of being with others without trying to fix, without trying to figure it out or give advice. Can we simply practice? Practice is the key word here. Receiving and listening, staying connected to ourselves, feeling our own breaths so that we can be relating in a way that's actually supportive. When we are here with them, when we're being with, instead of trying to do too, which would be trying to fix or give advice, that creates a lot of space for the connection in the relationship to grow. And it's really the relationship and being able to lean into the relationship That is the medicine more than anything. When people are feeling overwhelmed and activated, triggered, and often it comes with shame, trying to shove down emotions or hide them or numb out, um, not bring every part of ourselves, that creates an even bigger reaction, an even bigger trauma response. So when we're in the relationship, and we're creating a safe enough space for them to bring every part of them, that relationship is a trustworthy relationship that can grow and deepen. And when we have those relationships, our nervous systems can regulate, we can feel settled, and these trauma responses can move through much more quickly. And then we can come back to the relationship again and again to be kind of a sanctuary when there's overwhelm. We don't exacerbate it by all those other things. 
So number eight is more you is better. I was talking to my friend Annika about this, actually all of these the other day. We actually came up with this list together while we were cross-country skiing. She was skiing, I was walking because my skis wouldn't slide. It was sunny and beautiful and we just spent the day skiing, talking about all of these points and then sitting at the coffee shop talking about all these points because we both care so much about this and really want it to be hit home. And so we were talking about more you is better. And what we mean by that is that when we're vulnerable as care providers, when we let parts of our quirkiness and our personality out, uh, when we don't try to just stay buttoned up and contracted and whatever our perception of being a super professional is, when we can let our hearts shine through and bring extra warmth, compassion, care, playfulness even, that can create that connection in the relationship. So let yourself out, let yourself be seen a bit, let yourself be vulnerable. That doesn't mean to make it all about you or to tell your trauma stories in your professional setting, unless it makes sense, Um, but to really let your people feel you, feel your heart, um, feel that you are a human being. There's humanity here. That can help them feel more safe to feel vulnerable in their humanity. So really feel free to let yourself out more. It's It makes life a lot easier on everyone, including you. <laughs> it sure does for me. Wow. I have a lot of quirks and I've been letting them out a lot more and more lately and plan to keep doing that um, over the years. The more I feel safe enough to do that within myself and in my communities and also the more I discover them. (laughs) So the last one, number nine, is that most trust is built in repair. I couldn't say this enough. Many of us who want to be trauma-informed end up kind of contracted and feel like we're tiptoeing because we don't want to cause more harm. We know people have been through so much already. And the reality is that we can't possibly know how to perfectly support or take care of anybody uh, because all of our nervous systems are different. All of our histories are different. We all receive nourishment and support in different ways. So we're going to mess it up. And this is great actually, because it gives us an incredible opportunity to create a repair with the people that are in our care. We can notice hopefully that we've missed something or that something was off and take responsibility for it. Make space to have the other person feel really heard and how that felt off, why that felt off without us going into our own trauma response of needing to be seen for that we're actually a good person and we didn't mean to. And it's like, we don't need to do any of that. Our people just need to feel seen and heard when we could take responsibility for messing up in really big ways or really small ways. That is something that many people don't receive in their relationships in life. And it can have a lifelong impact to have someone say, yes, that happened. I apologize. That was my bad, (laughs) whatever it was. Um, And let them share their feelings about it and then come up with a plan together for how you can um, not do that in the future or how you can uh, not let it go by in the future so that you're recognizing when they feel missed. Sometimes some of the most subtle places where people feel missed can be the biggest repairs 
maybe there was a schedule change and you just moved their spot without asking them and they saw it come up in their calendar. And for many of us, it would feel like "Mm, maybe no big thing. For some people, it can feel disrespectful. It could feel like you really didn't see them. It can hit the deepest core of they didn't feel like you really were caring for them and checking in with them about what they wanted and needed. And to you, it might have just felt like, oh, this is a simple thing. We do this all the time. This is part of what we do here. But for others, they might have felt really injured. They might have thought, oh, someone else was more important or any story that could arise with someone that had some neglect in their background or um, many kinds of trauma. So we just don't know what will create a really big trauma response. And when we can welcome it and go, oh, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. I did that. How can we shift this in the future so that you don't feel so bad? Repair really can deepen that trustworthiness, the connection, and the safety in that bond. So with all nine of these things, you will be able to hopefully feel settled in yourself, in your heart, your mind, your body, and be able to really receive your people from a comforting, comfortable place where they feel so cared for. There's this warmth and genuine connection. These are all practice. So take one or two this week, try them on, see how they're relevant to you and what you're doing in the world. And let me know how it goes. Thank you so much for listening. Before you go, if you loved the conversation today, make sure you're subscribed or following and leave a five-star review so we can get the word out to anyone that this might be supportive or inspiring to. If you're a medical provider or healthcare professional, check out creatingsaferhealthcare.com. We are open for enrollment right now for our online program that supports doctors, receptionists, anybody in the healthcare industry, nurses, naturopaths, acupuncturists, even body workers. If you know of anybody in this industry, please share it with them as well. Bringing you accessible online trauma awareness and trauma-informed trainings brings me so much joy. Looking forward to connecting with you over there as you join me in this worldwide revolution, supporting the folks who need it most.